Hello humans. Hello humans. On the back side of the trip into town, uh, it's almost noon on December 7th, the day that will live in infamy. Because <laughs> we had a German prince arrested in Germany for trying to plot the overthrow of the government, or for plotting the overthrow of the government, attempting to <laughs> take over and kick the deep state out. Uh, what lunacy. But let's talk about expeditionary forces and uh, expeditions. So we've got, um, uh, humans have a track record of doing things like expeditions and wars and all this kind of stuff so that we can actually analyze uh, movements and plot them against our own patterns and determine what's going on. Um, you know, we've had uh, Viking raiding expeditions since, what, the 200s? <laughs> you know, something like that, 200 and, or even earlier. We've got the, um, uh, the Sea Peoples with their expeditions into Africa uh, after, um, I think that was about 450 uh, BC, before BCE, before current era. Anyway, so... Um, I correspond with and uh, talk with people on a uh, all around the planet, a wide range of individuals, and I'm, there's a couple of groups that are you know loose associations, and we sort of like get together and discuss stuff. Uh, so. Um, you know, like private telegram channels, that sort of thing, right? Where we'll get in there and we'll we'll discuss stuff and, and work things out and, and uh, argue and bitch and moan at each other and this kind of thing as we try and come to some kind of conclusion about what the fuck is happening or has happened here on Earth. And one of the things we're intensely uh, interested in is the uh, appearance. This is for the, um, the Human Contact Foundation. Uh, which is a foundation. It is not a corporation, although I have incorporated it in this state as a placeholder to keep others from doing it. We're not operating as a corporation. It's not a for-profit venture. It's a self-organizing collective that simply happens to have a name. Anyway, so a bunch of us guys are sitting around doing stuff, thinking, um, got some um, really bright individuals, uh, some guys that are, you know, truly genius level. Uh, you know, I mean, when they take IQ tests, it's like two and three or two, 230, that kind of thing, like way the fuck up there. Um, I don't believe in the IQ tests anyway, so it's, um, you know, but in any event. Uh, so really bright pre people. And what we're discussing now are the space aliens that have come down to planet Earth. Uh, this is on, on one of these particular... Um, groups, right? And so within this group, um, we've got uh, archaeologists, uh, a bunch of linguists, uh, a bunch of linguists and languages I don't know. And so this is very fascinating. Um, let's see, we've got some soldiers, uh, some engineers, um, some manager guys that are also very smart. Um, that's not usually the rule. Uh, but in any event, so, you know, uh, sort of a, a spread of, um, and, you know, we got a tool and die maker, this kind of thing, right? So we've all had various different careers. We're all old farts. Um, and we've been looking into religions. 
and we're looking into religions for the very specific purpose of trying to track uh, using the religions themselves, the documentation from the, the religions to try and track the appearance of the of the invasion slash expeditionary force um, of the space aliens that came here to Earth, and so for instance, you know, like Mauro uh, Biglino's got uh, he's he's got Hebrew, he's got the Bible translated effectively, that is to say, the Torah, the Old Testament, uh, and the Mishnah, and so we've got. Um, got a fairly accurate uh, representation of what happened, and in some of these books we have some hints as to when it may have happened. And so we're trying to put together a, um, a timeline of events that occurred way in the fuck past. And so absent years, because we always fight and bitch and moan and debate and try and find uh, ways to prove our point and so on about the actual years, right? Um, the um, but absent that, okay. So absent a starting year and an end year, the uh, consensus at the moment is that one. Uh, there's like four. There's three really solid, but there's four um, possible scenarios put forward. Three of which have a higher degree of probability than the other, and. The one with the highest degree of probability uh, sort of goes as follows. That at some point in the distant past, a very, very large expeditionary force of space aliens landed um, on Earth. Now, let me, as an aside, say that the fourth protocol we talk about is that these guys were natives, okay, that they were natives from the previous civilization and that had been isolated and then reappeared in what we think of as modern humanity at some number of thousands of years after that isolation. Uh, but getting back to the original Protocol 1. So Protocol 1 is the uh, a description of that is that a very large expedition uh, from space aliens not necessarily an invasion, so it doesn't have a lot, doesn't have enough of the characteristics of an invasion to qualify, and we can go into that some other time. That was a huge, long, months-long debate as to all of that kind of stuff. But in any event, so we're going to ca characterize this as an expeditionary force of some size, and so that expeditionary force may have totaled a quarter of a million individuals, and uh, nearly. And more than that, in terms of actual number of items in equipment. So we're looking at something where we we think that there was at least a quarter of a million, or in that range, uh, space aliens that came here to Earth. Now, these space aliens, depending on who you were interacting with within humanity, would have different names. So they're called different names in India, different names in Japan, uh, different names in Greece and different names in the Middle East uh, by the various different peoples there. Now, um, something to note is that these uh, beings did not arrive here on Earth by virtue of rockets, but that their technology at the time, while mm, 
it had potential to be massively huge in terms of transport vehicles. They they seem to have had a technological gap. Okay, so they were able to move these very large, truly mountainous-sized uh, uh, vessels through space, but those things couldn't land on the planet. And so they had smaller um, things that could land on the planet, but these smaller things did not use the same level of propulsion, nor the same didn't operate on the same physics as the larger units. And so this is this has been one of our largest um, problems in our discussion of the four protocols: is that we keep running into all of these various different references to technologies that seem to be uh, leading us to a pattern where there was a, um, uh, a dual physics in operation. And once these uh, space aliens got down here um, uh, within the atmosphere, their space-faring technology was not as good. It just wouldn't operate. And so it is. Uh, we found it in a number of languages, these descriptions of various different kinds of flying machines. And so, for instance, uh, Mauro Biglino is translated within the Torah, and it talks about um, uh, Moses going up on top of the mountain once, and he wants to uh, talk to um, uh, Yahweh, also known as uh, uh, Adonai by the Jews, um, but he wants to talk to Yahweh, and he talks to Yahweh, and he asks Yahweh if he could look at and see uh, Yahweh's flying machine. And Yahweh says, okay, dude, but, but it's dangerous for you, okay? So you got to go over there on the other side of these rocks and scrunch down and look up to see it. Do not look over the rocks to see it, or it will destroy you. The, the um, effluent right the basically the rocket blast because it was a rocket powered uh flying machine like a jet airplane and so moses does this he goes he hides on the other side of the, the stones yahweh hops in his machine his rauch which we translate as the holy spirit in our bible which is a bunch of horseshit um anyway uh he hops into his rauch and um and hits the switch and big rockets and there you go it takes off and uh moses hides behind the uh the rock and uh he watches it take off and it's amazing and all of this and he like all humans he can't be trusted 100 percent, and so he um uh peeks over just a little bit right and and gets half of his uh, of his face burned by intense um, blast of uh, uh, hot air. You know the the uh, jet engines output right, and so half of his face is burned. So when he goes down, he has uh, you know basically a giant sunburn on on half of his face. And uh, this is this is one of the uh, stories in the Torah, which makes it into the Bible. Now, bear in mind, not all of the Torah is in the Old Testament. In fact, the um, translation of the Torah into the Old Testament was through an editorial board. There were the very first time they did it, there were uh, seventy uh, Judeans uh, working with Proto Hebrew. Now, these people spoke Hebrew. They spoke what was called first tongue. And um, it's a, what we can think of as a proto-Hebrew. 
Uh, I don't like that term because this is also the same, could easily be called proto-Greek or, you know, proto-Etruscan or any of that uh, because all of the languages are essentially based on that. In any event, so the space aliens come down and um, uh, we get various different names for them in various different areas and we find that they have this weird technology where there is a gap that the basically magnetic drives that they use for their large vessels don't work here on the on earth and specifically won't work within close proximity to bodies of water so they can't really like fly over the ocean with these magnetic drives because of the nature of their technology at that time Okay, so now we know that these technological gaps don't exist in what we're seeing with the small uh, magnetic UFOs uh, that they call the Tic Tac UFOs or the Tic Tac drones or those kind of things, right? These are 40 and 50 foot long, uh, you know, which is good size for, a, for an RV, for a magnetically uh, floating RV. Um, and the, we've seen these in appearance and they go very, very fast. Now, when the space aliens showed up here back in... Um, uh, you know, ancient times, uh, we interacted with them. They didn't have any problem in interacting with us. We've got all kinds of literature out of the, um, the Sanskrit uh, uh, Pali uh, language collections that goes into incredible detail of what it was like to interact with uh, what they called the Deva. Um, these are also the same people that were called the uh, Titans um, in um, Macedonia and the Theoi in Greece, um, you know, all of that business, right? And uh, no, these are not, it's not a Saturn cult. So people like uh, Jordan Maxwell and these kind of things, these kind of people who are, who are saying it's all an astrotheology, they've made a bad mistake in, in um, uh, dealing with these uh, religious texts that way. Uh, these are factual accounts of um, what people went through that we, in our modern day, because of the influences of the Kazarian Mafia, uh, for, for thousands of years, at least 6,000 years, uh, we've been uh, fucking with people that um, are the WEF. You know, they weren't called that 6,000 years ago, but it basically it's the same motherfuckers. And um, anyway, so Jordan Maxwell and these people are quite wrong. It is not astrotheology. There is no Saturn cult. These people were actually beings. So the gods were walking around on this planet and they were space aliens. Uh, or aliens, you know, interdimensional is horseshit. Uh, so we won't even go there. Uh, but uh, we'll actually discuss that in another thing about physics. But anyway, so uh, this group I've been uh, talking protocols with is of the opinion that what happened... Uh, may have been a disease issue. There's some hints of that in the Sanskrit, but we think, okay, so the, the consensus is that we can safely identify the uh, space aliens appearance in our reality here on earth, fucking with humanity in the ancient times as an expeditionary force because they did not invade, they did not stay and uh, we know that because they are not existent now, uh, uh, you know, in, um, except in hints uh, within our GMO, within our uh, genetically modified DNA. Uh, but we don't see these guys running around here on the planet. And uh, we should if they'd stayed because of the level of power that they had. And we don't see their machinery around. So we don't see any of these rock, 
being around here, this kind of deal, right? And there's also uh, literature that describes the going away. So um, there are descriptions in Sanskrit and in Malay and a bunch of these other languages about the uh, deva after this big, huge war um, taking off, leaving the planet. And if we read it a particular way, it seems to be very straightforward and state that it was the um, residuals of that war that caused these people to leave. So uh, it's, it's our understanding, it's our consensus opinion on our little um, telegram group here that uh, all of the protocols uh, are describing an expeditionary force that after a particular war here on the planet um, had to take off because of radiation. That these individuals were radiation sensitive anyway. Okay, so they're much more sensitive to nuclear radiation, uh, ultraviolet radiation, and this kind of stuff than are humans. And that... Um, they had a war. Now, there's various different understandings of the nature of the war, what was going on with it, uh, the various different players involved, but within Protocol 1, which is the description of the expeditionary force uh, coming here uh, and its timeline for several thousands of years existent uh, within humanity, you know, with, with us humans, they were here for several thousands of years before they took off, before this very large um, war caused problems. When they took off, it's our understanding that they left a, that there was a, um, for whatever reason, uh, whether it was one combatant being uh, dominant and victorious and another combatant heading for the hills, that kind of thing, we just don't know. But the majority of the expedition force left in one body and left a small group of under a thousand individuals still here on the planet. Now, these guys may have been supposed to be a garrisoning duty or whatever, but they were here and they left uh, language hints that of the return, right? So, so, um, the second coming of Christ, the return of the gods in, in the Greek and the uh, Etruscan languages, and the return of the god, the deva, the return of the theoi. There is a basically a second coming prophecy, so to speak, in all of these religions that basically says, hey, these fuckers are coming back. And within the Talmud, okay, now so these thousand individuals moved from... Uh, the Middle East, from India, they moved over to the boot of Saudi Arabia uh, as a result of, or they were in Saudi Arabia and were pushed into the boot as a result, the very heel of it, uh, as a result of the radiation. So there's so much we don't know, and a lot of it is speculation. And in a broad brush, there was some set of circumstances that moved less than a thousand of these space aliens over to uh, Yemen. Uh, to the heel of Saudi Arabia. And there, for their own purposes, they took over, they conquered uh, 12 tribes of people that would later become Judeans. These 12 tribes of Yemenis are characterized 
by the Khazarians as Jews. They are not Jews. These 12 tribes are include the, the tribes uh, of people that would produce Moses, Abraham, and uh, Jesus, and all of this. When these um, space aliens took over the tribes, they were brutal. So the whole of the war with the El and the 12 tribes uh, in Yemen uh, reputedly took about 20 minutes. They were conquered in about 20 minutes. So uh, there was, and these people were brutal in, in, these aliens were brutal in establishing their authority. And in fact, the, these aliens took those Judeans, Abraham and all of these kind of guys, go look in the Bible, go look in the Old Testament, go look in the Torah, and, it, and they told them, we're going to have you go and conquer all of Palestine. And when you conquer, we want you to just kill the fuck out of everybody. We want you to, to have vast amounts of burnt offerings for us. And here are 16, or, or 613 commandments on how to deal with the burnt offerings to render the adrenochrome that we need out of them. And so you will slaughter everyone. You will especially kill all the children and all the women. And you will slice open their abdomen and display the fats and then burn them this way in order to produce the adrenochrome that we're going to come and huff. And these guys would show up and they'd huff the adrenochrome. They would, they'd smoke it, right? So they're basically smoking human fat, abdominal fat, in order to render a particular hormone uh, from the adrenal glands in an oxidized form. Uh, which is the adrenochrome. Anyway, so it, it gets real convoluted. But so there were a thousand individuals. Now, these thousand individuals that took over these tribes that the Khazarians are, are claiming are, are the uh, first Jews, um, they did so uh, perhaps because these were renegades. Perhaps these, these thousand were renegades. Perhaps they were the... Uh, the defeated space aliens that were forced to stay here until they regrouped and then eventually took off. But even these people took off. So even these people left. And so uh, are they going to be coming back? Maybe not. Maybe that garrison approach failed. Maybe the war, which was continuing out into space, um, uh, got worse and took a bad turn for the space aliens who had in, ha had their expeditionary force here on Earth and may have wanted to invade Earth but never came back around and did it. We just don't know, uh, but we do know that they left in in a series of uh, or left in a series that not all of them left at once. But when they did leave, they took all of their equipment that, and we don't really find much of it. We find all kinds of representations and some hints that there had been actual um, archaeological discoveries in Mesoamerica. Mesoamerica has copies of the circuit boards they used. It's got their, their um, these people were just fascinated by the space aliens and wrote down every damn thing they could about them in uh, excruciating detail, most of which we can't understand because we don't understand the context and the language in which it was um, uh, it's being described. But we do know enough to understand that what they're describing. In any event, though, so the expeditionary force leaves, maybe to come back at some point in the future. Um, there's reasons to suspect that the uh, Tic Tac UFOs and this kind of stuff are not the space aliens. 
that recently, like yesterday, there was a report that came out from the 1990s about uh, nuclear submarines encountering machines under, or life, they don't know, under the water in the North Pole that were moving faster than sound within the water. Hugely amazing kind of thing. We would have to do that with like rockets and that just wouldn't work, right? We just could not do that. It's beyond our technology using the physics that we use now. Although it's perfectly manageable and understandable if we were to, to swap over to a magnetically based uh, propulsion physics. Uh, because the physics works for, for you then. Uh, I won't go into that. Any event though, so the space aliens take off the expeditionary force leaves. Now, usually expeditionary forces are there to discover something and to return home with knowledge. And in many cases, that's done uh, to support what would later become a uh, military invasion um, or political invasion, you know, launched by a uh, or headed by uh, a military effort. In any event, so... Uh, that's basically protocol one. Space aliens come here, they fuck around for a few thousand years, they have a war. Now, we don't know if the war was uh, interseen or if it was uh, from an outside force attacking them. So, was, the ex was it an expeditionary force that landed here in strength, or was it the remnant of a social order that was fleeing battles and stuff elsewhere? We have no way of understanding this, no way of ascertaining it. Uh, it's beyond the context that we have within our literature. Again, there's some hints, but we're, it's a lot of speculation, and we're, we're forced to read things in that, don't that are not necessarily there. So it's best, in my opinion, to not necessarily speculate about that. Just acknowledge that there is this potential that that was the case, that these space aliens were a group that were fleeing, uh, having gotten the shit kicked out of them in their own home empire, and maybe the new empire that kicked the shit out of them is uh, chasing them uh, and uh, chases them here, and then they show up here, and we have our uh, war uh, between the space aliens. In any event, we have um, uh, Sanskrit, Pali, other languages where they talk about space aliens being killed, and uh, what the uh, space aliens do when their um, co-workers are killed, how they, how they deal with that, that sort of thing. Uh, so, um, very interesting uh, discussion, and uh, we've arrived at least the first four protocols. We're working a, a protocol of our own, so to speak, in, the, in terms of how we examine this, and uh, it's all laid out as to what we're going to think about and fight about over the next few weeks as we work through uh, trying to develop a timeline for what the fuck happened here on Earth way back when that's got us all uh, bent out of shape now. It's an interesting story, guys. It's a hugely involving um, mental uh, exercise to get into this and start looking through literatures and so on. Uh, basically, it's a bunch of old guys because no one else has the time for this. And, and we're getting, I think, to something close to a, a decent understanding, at least that we can say um, whatever happened here on Earth in the ancient past relative to what we call the gods was uh, a factual occurrence and was not in any way involving 
what we could think of as uh, a deity, all right? That it was just basically people, you know, not human people, but nonetheless people. And uh, some of these people were not nice guys. Anyway, guys, that's a little discussion on Expeditionary Force. I've got a couple of these audios to upload. I'll do that a little bit later. And um, I'll keep you appraised of the uh, progress we make on the protocols. And uh, may bring up some of the other uh, private telegram groups that, that we've got going here as circumstances warrant. But it's going to be real interesting. I don't expect that the space aliens are going to come back. You know, I, I'm not looking for the L or the Theoi to show up. Uh, but I do suspect that uh, we're going to have basically um, space alien kind of reappearances and questions arise as a result. But I think it'll be manufactured, real stuff. But nonetheless, the release of the information and all of that uh, will be a political move on the part of the WEF because they're so desperate and the, the war is going so badly for them that this will have to be brought out. They're going to have to try and, and jump us up to 6G warfare uh, in order to uh, gain control of the context. In my mind, the only way they could do that would be to um, uh, go full woo. <laughs> so, hey, guys, get ready. <laughs> our, our American Revolution 2.0 is likely to go full woo before it ends.